1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: by you 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning, John Osterland here with you on, on day 11 after Hurricane Ida here in New Orleans. And, and there are still a lot of people... Uh, who who don't have who don't have electricity? They don't have power yet. Um, although although energy and CLECO have have done a good job, they they've got many 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 people their their power back. Yet there are still, I, I I believe, around a quarter of a million people, two hundred and fifty thousand to two hundred and eighty thousand that. That that still don't have their their power back, and 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 a bunch of those people don't have running water either, and and I know for some folks, uh, for instance, uh, down in Homa, uh, and 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 other places that are tough to get to, and that were really really hit hard by Hurricane Ida. I know that uh, the electric companies were were saying, hopefully they will have their power back by the end of the month. and uh, my god, that's a that's a long time as we sit here on September ninth, so there are and and i I see the trucks living here in New Orleans. I know, uh, uh, living in the city, I know many of the workers are are staying in hotels here in the city of New Orleans. And when I come to work in the morning, I, I, I pass a couple of their parking lots where the parking lots are just filled up with bucket trucks, with, 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 with electric trucks. And, and I, I know it is. For, for some people who haven't gotten their power back, it's extremely frustrating. Um but but they are they are working hard. They're they're doing they're 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 doing the best they can. I, from everything I could tell, I think they said they had an extra over twenty thousand crews come in to Southeast Louisiana, come 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 into New Orleans over 20,000 extra crews and and they were saying if if you've seen anything on uh online they were saying the damage that hurricane ida did they had never seen damage like this before it was a lot more damage like knocked down electric poles and things like that a lot more than hurricane katrina I, th- th- this this was worse than Hurricane Katrina. Luckily, the levees held, and 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 the streets didn't flood. But uh, Hurricane Ida, looks like is the, is the, is the worst hurricane that that we've gotten in in a, in a really long time. Um, yesterday, the mayor of the city of New Orleans, LaTaxa Cantrell, by the way. Do you know she reached an agreement with the IRS? She ended up writing them a check. Her and her lawyer husband have owed the IRS over $100,000 for a while now. And I I brought it up several times on the show. I said, you know, I, I pay my taxes every year. Most people pay their taxes every year how come the 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 mayor of new orleans doesn't have to pay her taxes every year or her and her and her lawyer husband well i think it was a couple of weeks ago she reached a deal with the irs she paid around $35,000 she wrote them a check must be nice, huh? You 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 owe the federal government over a hundred thousand dollars in unpaid back back federal income tax money. You owe them over a hundred thousand dollars. It was around hundred and ten thousand dollars, and you cut a deal with them.
3: Well, I guess something's better than nothing, right?
2: But the, how is that fair to you or me, Coleman, it's not. or 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 the person listening to this radio show right now who has paid? all of of their federal income taxes or at least most of them a lot more than that i guess uh during uh a couple of weeks ago from what i read uh, she she worked out a deal with the with the irs for thirty five thousand dollars. maybe she used one of those companies because i hear commercials for places that say do you have the irs calling you because you haven't paid them in a while do you owe the irs all kinds of money over the last few years well, will call us and our people will uh, will will work with the IRS to get your uh, what you owe the the amount lowered
3: then they have the little jingle automatic tax relief didn't it yeah yeah this text says the reason why ida was so powerful and it caused so much damage is because it was actually a category 5 not a category 4 i'm not sure i mean in retrospect if we can say that but i remember doing ida I, the winds it were they were rough, but at the same time, I was able to open my windows, and the the breeze actually felt good. You uh, know, I've I've read a few different people relating to what that texter
2: just said. Mm-hmm. I've read a, a few people say that they may look at this again and 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 re rename it a category 5 hurricane cuz like the texter said it was a category 4 that's what that's what they told us um but weather experts may may update that they 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 may look at that and they may say it it was a category 5 cuz cuz this was worse than hurricane Katrina
3: well, the actual, yeah. The property damage were not the casualties, but it, it was the the damage was more widespread than Katrina, and it was more uh, devastating as far as uh you know how everybody went out of power. Like the um the effects of the winds and the storms were worse. Yeah, and then it was the gusts too. That's really like every now and then you get that one that one rush of gusts. I remember I had to go outside during the storm because my storm drains was filling up because of debris, and my street started to flood. So I, I put a little poncho on, and I remember fighting the wind outside and trying to get the leaves out the drain so the, <laughs> so the water could drain, which was pretty much futile when I look back on it. But.
2: I've never seen you in a poncho. You have many ponchos, Colman? No, I only have two ponchos. Uh, you, they're your hurricane ponchos? <laughs> yeah. Thank you for the text. We appreciate it, and we, we ask you, uh, text us a- anything you want during our show. And keep keep it to one or two sentences, keep it short, and if it's good, we'll read it coming up. We always appreciate your texts. Uh 504-260-9595 from Bayou 95.7
1: LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: Bayou 95.7 New Orleans only classic rock station. Good morning, John Osterland here with you. Morning day number 11 after Hurricane Ida. And yesterday, the sheriff of Orleans Parish, Marlon Gussman, he released a statement where he said, 63 people so far have been arrested for looting in New Orleans after after Hurricane Ida. I don't know why the Orleans Parish Sheriff released that statement, and that statement was not released by the New Orleans Police Department. You would think maybe the the, the superintendent of the NOPD would release that, but he didn't. The sheriff of Orleans Parish, Marlon Gussman, released that statement. Uh, what's interesting is he said since the day before Hurricane Ida, so, so Hurricane Ida was a week ago Sunday, which was August 29th. But the Sheriff of Orlean's Parish yesterday said if if you go back a day before then to Saturday, August 28th, since high noon Saturday, August 28th, until yesterday, 174 people have been arrested. There there were 174 total arrests, and 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 out of that, he said, uh, 63 of those arrests were for looting. I I wonder, again, I wonder why he made that statement, and and not the New Orleans Police Department. I wonder how come it was the Orleans Parish Sheriff's Office who made that statement, and. Why did they? Why did they give us the total numbers starting the day before Hurricane Ida came through here? Hmm. I thought that was interesting news from 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 yesterday.
3: Do you think there's a such thing in the in an emergency situation that's justified looting, like if 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 you're struggling and you, your your neighborhood has no power, there's no food. And there's a convenience store. Do you think there's something that's just like if you, you know, go you so know, many days without I, food, like it's, it's kind of forgivable? Like, look, there's 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 uh, food in there. There's something that you can use just for survival purposes.
2: You know, I've heard that talked about before, Coleman. Uh, especially if if a neighborhood has been without power for for several days, and and people break in and they and they steal things like water food things to eat and drink. I've heard some people say, "Well, you can you can understand where they're coming from." What what I don't understand is when after storms I've seen people walking out of stores looting television sets. Right. And 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 looting looting sneakers. And, and you remember after Hurricane Katrina, people were leaving the Superdome after breaking into the Superdome and they went into some of the suites, the luxury suites in the Superdome. I saw one guy walking down the street with a leather chair and, yeah. and see see things like that i i I don't get that that's against the law um, but I could understand where some people would say look if there's a if, if there's a, a convenience store or and, and and people need water to drink and there's there, there's some in there or or there's food in there to eat i can see where where some people would say you you think that that's okay because people are, are drinking water and eating food to survive
3: yeah, yeah, I, I, I can consider those forgivable if it's for survival purposes, especially after it's been three days, four days, five days, and the people who own the store doesn't seem to be coming back, maybe they've evacuated. But I don't agree with looting homes. You know, if your neighbor evacuated and you didn't, I don't, no matter how long your neighbor's been out, and how long you've been in, and even though you're probably starving, I don't think it's right to bring into your neighbor's home. Certain stores, I can see that. I can give it a pass if it, if it is for food and water. But I've seen an example where there were people trying to loot clothing stores, you know, to get shoes. Yeah, I don't you know, I like, don't that. like, and um, there was a video on Facebook where it was a, a guy, a store owner, sitting on top of his roof during Ida, trying to, you know, he had his gun and he was shooting people trying to go into his store, you know, like saying, "Hey, if you come to my store, this is all I had. This is my money maker. Don't bring it to my store right now." And he was actually like taking warning shots at people trying to break into his store to get shoes and footwear and stuff.
2: Yeah, that that I don't I don't that that that's that's wrong. I I mean I mean stealing from people is wrong. Period. Stealing from people, especially when they're down, when they don't have electricity, when they may have uh, evacuated. I mean, th- 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 no, that's that's that that's wrong. I mean, I I can see the discussion. For the for the water water and the food, although I am I am I am I I I am no fan of that. I'm 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 no fan of breaking into some place you're not supposed to be.
3: Period. Well, Boudreaux says in Lafayette we don't loot. If you wait a day or two, all the st- the store owners don't go that far. They will come back if the storm is bad enough, and they will let you clean out the store. Pretty much saying, if if the storm is bad enough, they will come in, open the stores for you, and you know let you. I guess. Take what you need if if the storm is that bad, and I, I agree with some of that. I've seen some uh, uh, stores open immediately. They knew that their freezers were going bad, so they had to get rid of it. So they was pretty much giving away meat and stuff like the stuff that they knew that they couldn't keep in store for safety purposes. They were just giving it away because they had to get rid of it. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, but yeah. that's a long way from looting, though. Looting. Yeah, uh, that's <laughs>
2: that's a lot different. That's a lot different than than looting. I mean, if. If if they have stuff in, in refrigerators and or freezers that's gonna go bad anyways.
3: I'm sorry, he says Lafitte. I I say Lafayette, he, he texts back and say Lafitte, Lafitte I'm sorry. Okay. That's my bad Boudreau. Yeah. <laughs> he lucky in they call him X. Thanks for the text, Boudreaux. Um
2: so anyways, I, I, I thought I thought those numbers were were interesting. Uh, that was announced yesterday. That sixty-three people here in New Orleans have been arrested for looting
3: yep. following I, following uh, Hurricane Ida. And I've heard law enforcement say you you would be lucky to get arrested because some people don't take looting kindly. They would have like loot. They would shoot you. They cut cut you looting. So being arrested is probably the best option that they have if you decide to go that route. Um, coming up on the show, we we we, we have a lot more. Uh, uh,
2: Hurricane Ida related stuff, because uh, again today is is day eleven since that since that storm came through here, and 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 the the numbers are, are incredible. Again, Entergy and 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 the electric companies they're dealing with things that they they didn't even deal with after Hurricane Katrina. When you start looking at the numbers of poles that went down and the numbers of of people who lost their electricity. Um, stay tuned, we'll, we'll, we'll have more of that. we got a few other things we're going to get to on the show this morning as well. We are rocking and recovering here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Van Halen there. There's a new book coming out about the leader of Van Halen, Eddie Van Halen uh these two journalists who had numerous conversations and interviews with Eddie Van Halen over the years um they got together uh, they they they've put all those words to paper and they are releasing a new book called Eruption Conversations with Eddie Van Halen You know what's interesting? Uh, The the song Eruption from the first Van Halen album is just that guitar solo from Eddie Van Halen. And that wasn't even going to be on the album. When they were recording their first album, either the engineer or the producer heard Eddie Van Halen in the studio playing that, and he just decided to roll tape. And they recorded it, and they were so blown away by it, they said, we've got to put this on the album. And Eddie Van Halen said, well, wait a minute. I didn't know that. If you're gonna put it on the album, let me me do it again. They said, no, you don't have to do it again. Eruption is perfect. It's that guitar solo That's before the song You Really Got Me on the first album. But Eddie didn't even know that they were going to put it on the album. He was just, he goes, I do that to warm up. He was getting ready to play something else. But guys in the studio who were working in the studio heard him playing that, and they just decided to press play and record, and they recorded him doing that without him even knowing it.
3: Why do you think they call it eruption?
2: That's just it's what it sounded like. And you know there's a, there's a lot of guitar players Coleman who believe who feel that that's the greatest guitar solo that they've ever heard. It's its own song and and it goes before their version of their their, their cover of the uh, of the Kinks song you, you really got me, which by the way you really got me
3: was the was the first single ever released by Van Halen. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't Eddie Van Halen known for erupting, like driving tanks down neighborhoods if you take his guitar and stuff like that? Yeah, we've uh, <laughs> we, we, we've told a few Eddie Van Halen
2: stories since his passing, and uh, there was that one story where he got upset that someone borrowed his equipment, and, and the person was, was staying in a home in Beverly Hills, and, and he had some kind of a war
3: vehicle. That's Fred Durst, I believe. From Jim yeah, Biscuit.
2: yeah, yeah, and and Eddie Van Halen took a a a vehicle that is usually used for war. He took it through the streets of Beverly Hills, California, pulled it up into the driveway to the mansion where Fred Durst was staying. He he got out. I think he had a gun too, and and he said, "Give me my give me my stuff back, pal."
3: Well, Fred Durst is lucky that tank didn't erupt.
2: Yeah, but
3: but anyways, there's a there,
2: there's a new book um eruption conversations with Eddie Van Halen that's coming out soon and it's it's two journalists again over the years who 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 interviewed and talked with Eddie a lot and they decided to get together put all their stuff together and make one really cool book here on Bayou 95.7 New Orleans only classic rock station bayou 95.7 New Orleans only classic rock station good morning John Osterland here with you. And tonight, the uh, NFL football season begins. And they do the same thing every year. Um, they start the season on a Thursday night, and they always have whoever won the Super Bowl the previous year, they host another team on the first Thursday night of the NFL season. Tonight's game is uh the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the Dallas Cowboys over there over there in Tampa. And I know we're still dealing with recovering from Hurricane Ida here. The Saints open their season. It was supposed to be in the dome here on on Sunday, but it's going to be in Jacksonville, Florida against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Yesterday, the mayor of New Orleans, Lataxa Cantrell, said she hopes the Saints fourth game of the season will be the first one here in the city of New Orleans. That that's what that's what they're 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 working on and, the, and they're hoping and, and they're planning for. Um so so tonight the NFL season starts and um I just read where the Saints, because you know how the Saints, if you're a Saints fan, you know there's a salary cap. Every NFL team has the same amount of money to spend on their players each year. That's what keeps the league competitive. Every team has the same amount of money. Well, the Saints, the last few years, haven't managed their money very well, that great. they have a lot of what's called dead money, and they have some serious salary cap issues so they've they've had a they've had a release a few players who they didn't want to release and I just read one of those players who they've had for the last couple of years, and he's done pretty well there he's the 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 r b two he's the running back behind. Alvin Kamara. Latavius Murray is his name. They just had to release him because of salary cap issues, and they're going to go with a younger backup running back for Alvin Kamara.
3: You said they going with a cheaper backup
2: quarterback. Well, that's that's the biggest reason why. A, a, a less expensive RB2. But I just read where when the Saints released Latavius Murray, they did it the other day, one hour before his $3 million salary for this upcoming season was guaranteed. They they did it one hour be, before that. And... and No, Latavius Murray will be picked up by another team because he's a a solid running back. But I just thought it was wild how if one more hour went by, the Saints would have had to pay, they would have had to pay Latavius Murray's full $3 million salary for this upcoming season uh you, you know good good thing good thing uh his phone battery wasn't dead <laughs> you, you know good thing because he there was only 1 hour
3: he just ignore the text <laughs> So of course, Green Bay Billy texting every time you mention Aaron Rodgers or the Green Bay Packers, he has to text. He says, "Johnny, gotta know that there's no way. It doesn't matter where the Saints play Green Bay. There's no way in hell they're gonna beat us this year without Breeze or their star, their stud uh, wide receiver one,
2: um, Michael Thomas. You're talking about. Mm-hmm. I look and and I always appreciate the texts. I don't know who's gonna win this Sunday. But but you know what I do know about this Sunday Saints Packers game in Jacksonville. I know it's going to be an entertaining game to watch. I because I, Aaron Rodgers is always entertaining. And 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 I think Jameis Winston starting on on Sunday is is going to be playing with a with a huge chip on his shoulder. This this is his second chance professionally in his life after after being the number one overall draft pick out of college to go play for Tampa and him failing there. Let's let's just say what it is. He failed in Tampa Bay because the year they got rid of him, they won the Super Bowl. It was as if there was one thing holding back the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. And, and then that was Jameis Winston. And as soon as they got rid of him, they won the Super Bowl. So he comes to New Orleans. He watches Drew Brees and sits behind Brees in Brees' final year with the bum shoulder Brees had. Learned a lot from Sean Payton last year. And we will see now if, if, if we get Jameis Winston 2.0 because we know he has the talent. Now we'll just see if, if, his, if his mind, if his mental makeup has caught up to his physical
3: ability. So now we got two veteran quarterbacks going against two upstarts. We got Brady against Prescott, and then we got Aaron Rodgers versus Winston. This uh, this, this coming up season, like the, for the openers, right? This is going to be really good. Seeing like veteran quarterbacks chop up with the young guys. See how the young guys stack up to the veterans. It's always exciting. I'm I'm a huge
2: football fan. It's always exciting when the season starts. So uh, it starts tonight with uh, yeah, Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys at Tom Brady. And the Tampa Bay Bucks, and then on Sunday, the uh, the Saints are hosting the Green Bay Packers in Jacksonville, Florida, because of Hurricane Ida. Uh, here on Bayou ninety five point seven, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou ninety-five point seven, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning, John Osterland, here with you on day eleven after Hurricane Ida, as we are we are rocking and recovering our way back to to life the way we know it. And I know for a lot of people, it's it's gonna be a while. Uh totally. I think it was just under a million people lost power in southeast Louisiana because of Hurricane Ida. It, it was just under, a hundred, uh, just under a million people, totally. And, and I think right now they, they, they have over 700,000 people's electricity back on. There's they're still about 250,000 people that don't have their power back on, and in some places, the electric companies are saying that it's going to take till the end of the month that that's that's brutal and I, I I think of those people, and I feel awful for those people because what's today September ninth and 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 they're saying the end of the month that's uh that's a long time but i but I know. Uh, Entergy and Coleco, they are they are they are working their tails off. And did you see the story about the one guy in Washington Parish who got arrested for interfering with the linemen while they were working to uh, reconnect people's electricity there? Deputies arrested a Washington parish man for interfering with, with linemen trying to restore power. A 60-year-old guy named Billy Crane, he was uh, taken into, into custody for impairing their work and creating a dangerous situation. Deputies say that the 60-year-old man became belligerent and refused to comply with authorities. He physically resisted, but was subdued, restrained, and placed under arrest. Uh, He was booked into the Washington Parish Jail on charges of unauthorized entry of critical infrastructure criminal mischief resisting an officer and three counts of public intimidation so was this 60 year old guy named billy crane he he was he was intimidating the workers for the electrical companies that that, that, were, that were trying to to, to re-
3: restore electricity? Now I'm trying to imagine, what can a 60-year-old guy do that anyone would consider intimidating? Like, was he buff? Was he, Did he look like a wrestler? Was he, Did he look like Hulk Hogan or Ric Flair in their 60s and 70s? Like, how did this guy look to be intimidating to people? Perhaps he was verbally
2: intimidating, Coleman. Maybe not so much physically. Um, The sheriff... Of Washington Parish. His name is Randy Seal. He said, quote, such behavior is not only foolish but also dangerous. While electrical linemen are working hard to restore electricity to parish residents, the last thing they need is an amateur interfering with their work and creating danger for them. I applaud all of our linemen and other utility workers who have put in long hours under very difficult circumstances. So perhaps this guy thought he knew more than the electric company workers when it came to restoring power and and, and he got in their way and and he, he caused problems.
3: Well, his last name is Crane. So maybe he knew a little something about the cranes that they were using to get on top of the poles. I don't know it's something. I just imagine him like while this lineman probably on a, a bucket truck or a ladder, this crane guys probably under like shaking the ladder from under their feet or something just to mess with him. You know, because like, it doesn't necessarily say what he did to intimidate them or to get in their way or to interfere. But the, my imagination runs wild like that. And I always think, you know, this guy is sixty. You would think by the age sixty, you would have your life together. And you wouldn't do things like this. Or you wouldn't behave a certain way because you learn your life lessons. But this goes to show me that craziness doesn't have an expiration date. No, m- n- mental health
2: issues, Coleman. There, there. There's no. There's no age limit. Yeah, I'm beginning to realize I, that them. the older
3: I get. Yeah. Although, um, the
2: the the older I get, I think I think mentally. I've gotten a lot better because when I was, when I was younger, you know, I would see things, I wouldn't think too much about them, but, but now I see things as I've gotten older and I think I have more empathy because I've, I've lived longer, I've lived through a lot of stuff and, and, and that makes you be able to relate to things that you see that you weren't really able to do when, when you were younger. You know what what also I what also I've I've seen I've seen on Facebook there are several workers because Entergy said they hired another at least twenty thousand crews, work crews that came from different parts of the country to come down here to get the almost a million people who lost their power t- to get them restored. I mean, think about that for a second. Over 20,000 crews, not 20,000 workers, 20,000 crews came from different parts of the country to come down here, and and they're still here. Um, and, and, and they've got a deal in Washington Parish with this 60-year-old guy who's getting in their way telling them how to do their jobs but but I also I also saw where a bunch of those workers they they said and and they've written letters which have appeared on Facebook to their to their wives and their families back where they're from they said they've never eaten so well in their lives you're welcome. Yeah, they said it's. They said it's incredible how the how how they're doing their jobs. In some of some of the stories I've seen, that how some of these electric workers are are doing their jobs, restoring people, and people in those neighborhoods are feeding them. See, and they're feeding them food. Some of these guys have never have never eaten before, and they said, "Wow, this is fantastic."
3: I truly believe that these linemen that come from different uh, areas of the country, I do believe that they are enjoying... Probably the best cooked food that they've ever experienced in their lives, but I do refuse to believe that they're actually writing physical letters to send to their wives and sending them in a the mail. That part of, I don't, I don't buy that. Maybe you meant text messages or emails or something, but I don't think could this could be a
2: text, could be an email. Something I don't like think that. they're actually
3: getting a pen and a pad and writing letters back to their wives. Like, oh my god, babe, here's a recipe that you have to try. Although one letter I did see on Facebook, it, it was, was a, on a physical written letter. It was on
2: a piece of paper. Wow. Because he wanted to explain exactly what he was eating, you know, we 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 have that uh, on our website at Bayou957.com. dot com. I know we put that on our on our radio station's Facebook page yesterday, but but he was explaining to his wife what they were eating, and and I think he was insinuating, hey, you should, because he was putting the ingredients in there. Mm-hmm. And he, I basic, he basically, he was telling her, "You know, when I get home,
3: I'd like to eat this more." Oh man! See, now we're gonna destroy a relationship. We they can't compete. They can't compete with New Orleans cooking. So here it is. These women were doing well with their husbands, making sure they were well-fed, and they was enjoying it. Then they come to New Orleans to help out. They experience seasonings and spices and flavors that they never experienced before. Now they got to go back to their wives who can't cook like we do. That's going to cause all kind of trouble for their relationships in the future. Like, babe, won't you do it like that woman in New Orleans? And she's like, I'm not from New Orleans. I can't do it. (laughs) Divorce. I'm filing for divorce. I need a woman that can really cook.
2: Well, the food in and around New Orleans is unique compared to the rest of the country and and it's some of the best food on the planet of course it is and and um, I, I just I, I thought it was interesting how some of these electrical workers were were saying we've we've never eaten
3: so well yeah then they got to go back home to their bland regular non-season food well well now that they now that they
2: know it I, I mean if they've never eaten it before it's it's one thing. But now that they've now that they've eaten it and tasted it, they're, they're getting the ingredients, and, and, and some of these electrical workers are, are are bringing them home to the families because they want they want to turn them on to some really good stuff. But I just thought it was wild how this one sixty-year-old guy in Washington Parish, Billy Crane. Crane. When I mean, you know when you turn sixty, people are still calling you Billy, dude. You you think maybe Bill or Will? No, I'm I'm been Billy since I was a kid. I'm 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 sixty now. I'm 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 going to be Billy till the end. Uh, but but he got himself arrested, and again, uh, he he w- he was charged. <laughs> he he was charged with unauthorized entry of critical infrastructure criminal mischief, resisting an officer, and three counts of public intimidation. We, we don't know the, the details on how he intimidated the electrical workers. Hang out with us as we continue to rock and recover here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. According to a new study, male spiders spy on their sexual rivals to gain a competitive edge. In fact, some spiders go so far as to conduct web searches. Uh, Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only, Classic Rock Station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only, Classic Rock Station. Good morning, John Osterland. Here with you. You know, the car's there before them, Nirvana. And there's a Seattle grunge rock and roll fantasy camp that's going to happen in early 22. You know how they have rock and roll fantasy camps? They, they, they've had them for years now where... Members of uh, older, you know, legendary bands. They'll uh, they'll give fans of their bands an opportunity to go somewhere, whether it's in Florida or wherever it is, for a few days, and and you can you can meet and and jam with the the musicians who are in your favorite band or one of your favorite bands and that's been going on for a while. Well, I just read where the guitarist of Soundgarden, Kim Thayil, and the guitarist of Alice in Chains, Jerry Cantrell. Those two guys are leading a uh, a grunge the the sounds of Seattle Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp. They're calling it The Sounds of Seattle. It's going to be in February, this upcoming February, but it's not going to be in Seattle. It's going to be in Los Angeles. Uh, They have a few other people there, too, including the original drummer from Pearl Jam who was kicked out of the band right when they were making the first album. His name is Dave
3: Cruzen. Interesting choice.
2: <laughs> yeah, out of all the people you could have, you had this guy who was in Pearl Jam right before they made it, but then when they were doing the first album, they uh, they kicked him out of the band and they replaced him with Dave Abruziz. But yeah, could you imagine? I mean, you're there and there's Dave Cruzen. Oh, yeah, that's the guy that almost was in Pearl Jam. He actually, no, that's the guy that really was in Pearl Jam right before they made it, right before they hit, hit it big. You know, that reminded me, when I was on the radio in Boston, I interviewed the drummer in the Beatles before Ringo Starr. His name is Pete Best. And for whatever reason, he was in Boston. And he had a manager and... They they contacted our radio station and I said and and they asked me would you want to meet and talk to Pete Best I said oh my God I said sure I mean here's the guy that was in the Beatles right before they made it and they and they and I think the guy sold insurance after that I don't I don't I don't know I don't know what Pete Best did to be honest with you but but he he came into the radio station and I was like wow this is the unluckiest guy in the history of rock and roll and and and, and I interviewed him, and I talked to him, and he was, he was a nice guy. Beat Best was. Um, but I, I couldn't imagine, I mean, because I, I love Alice in Chains, and I love Soundgarden. It would be great to meet and jam with their two guitar players. Okay. Jerry Cantrell and Kim Thale. But then they, they said also on the list of musicians is Dave Cruzen, the drummer who was in
3: Pearl Jam right before they exploded. So, John, we we know you're not Neil Peart, but you do play a little drums, right? Just a little, a little. bit. A little bit. So if, if you can go to one of these fantasy rock camps, what band would you love to jam with? Probably play around with the cymbals and the kick drum. If you had to choose any band for a fantasy camp, who would you want to jam with?
2: Wow. Probably right now, probably Led Zeppelin because, you know, the other three guys are still alive. The only dead guy in Led Zeppelin is the drummer. How cool would it be to to jam with them, um, you know? Guns N' Roses too. Uh, they got three of the original guys on this current tour, uh, and 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 one of the guys who's not there is the original drummer, Steven Adler. Uh, so so I mean that would be cool jamming with 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 Slash and Duff and and Axel. That that would be cool jamming with those guys.
3: If I can play an instrument, like let's say I play the turntables or something, I'm gonna probably jam with either AC/DC or Steel Panther. They look like they have. Crazy shows and have a crazy time.
2: Well, Steel Panther's looking for a bass player. Oh really? Yeah, they their their bass player left. Uh we had a blast. Every time Steel Panther comes to New Orleans, we have a good time. Um I've seen him at the House of Blues and then the last time I saw him at the Fillmore.
3: And and uh Yeah, I'm gonna have to Google how to play the bass. I'm gonna learn how to play the bass over the weekend and see if they'll let me audition well, to you be probably, a part of Steel Panther. You, you
2: probably won't make it. Because even though those guys are fun and they make you laugh out loud and they have a lot of jokes in their songs and such, they are good musicians. Yeah, I'm a quick learner, though, John. Yeah, Steel panthers that band that um, they they pay tribute and have fun and I guess you could
3: say make fun of the 80s hair metal. Hey, maybe we should ask the listeners, if they had a chance to rock with any band, if you play the drums or the guitar, if you're the lead singer of anything, or if you just play the tambourine, which band would you like to jam with if you had if you got to go to one of these fantasy band cam deals and you get to jam with any band of your choosing?
2: Yeah, text us if you want, but I couldn't imagine. I'd be like, because I've met and interviewed Jerry Cantrell and Kim Thayil before, um, but I couldn't imagine what I would say to Dave Cruzen if I was face to face with him, shaking his hand, saying, "Hey, dude, nice to meet you. You're you're, you're the guy." That was in Pearl Jam. You played drums for Pearl Jam right before they became a household name. I, I mean what did you would what, what, would you do after that? I mean, I'm sure he's played in other bands. I'm sure he's but he obviously he never 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 made it. And here he is going to this Seattle rock and roll fantasy camp. I mean, just like all of the other people. Who didn't make it in the Seattle grunge scene.
3: I mean, here's the here's the original drummer from Pearl Jam. Yeah, you think it's supposed to be the fantasy camp. Is it supposed to be the members of your fantasy? You know, we were uh we couldn't come in because Ida had hit, but I think Pearl Jam just made thirty as well. We were supposed to do the big Pearl Jam. Weekend or whatever, but we didn't get a chance to do it because of their, their
2: fantastic. First album, ten.
3: Just yeah, turned 10, thirty. Yeah, ten, and uh, it was the funny story about ten. They named it. Uh, it was it was because of that basketball player, uh, Mookie. Mookie Blaylock. <laughs> yeah. They were they were they before their
2: name was Pearl Jam. Their name was Mookie Blaylock, but then there was an issue or two there, and they decided to change their name to Pearl Jam because Eddie Vedder, and I think um, a couple of the other guys in the band too. Really big basketball fans, mm-hmm. and and his favorite basketball player was a was a was a player at the time, playing in the NBA, named Mookie Blaylock. But th- there was an issue with that; he wore number ten. Right, so that's why, that, th- that's why they named their their first album, their debut album, Ten. They named it after um, the, the guy they they loved watching play basketball.
3: Joe says he would like to jam with Getty Lee and Alex Lyson.
2: Wow, you'd have to be really, really, really good. Now you're talking about, that's what Neil Peart did. You're talking about one of the greatest who uh, ever sat behind a drum kit. You know, those guys, they want to make music again, but they don't want to call it Rush. They don't want to, you know, they don't want it to be like Rush, but they they still want to, because they're still professional musicians, and and they, but they're in kind of a quandary, right now. Because I mean, any drummer that those two guys yes. hire or hook up with, going to be compared to to Didn't literally one of the greatest who ever lived, Neil Peart. That would uh, that 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 would not be a fun gig to to have. Even though that texter yeah, probably don't. is a huge is a huge Rush fan, um, that that wouldn't be th- th- those would not be easy shoes to. Uh, to replace. So anyway, I just got a kick out of that—the the Seattle Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp. Yeah, the guitarist of Alice in Change, the guitarist of, of Soundgarden, and the original drummer from Pearl Jam—who who, who, who they kicked out of the band right before they they made it huge. That's the guy I'd probably have the longest conversation with. I mean, you're at a fantasy camp. You're you're with me, and for for you, it's basically a fantasy too. Why are you on that side of the of the, of the, of the room? You should be on this side of the room with all of the fans because that's basically what you are, Dave Cruzan. It would be a fantasy if you made it. <laughs> could, could you imagine being like him or Pete Best? John Luna says, I would love to jam with Linkin Park. God, there you go. I just couldn't imagine being Pete Best or Dave Cruzan. You're the drummer of this band, and then right when you leave, That's when, that's when they explode. Hey, we're rocking and we're recovering here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning, John Osterland here. And yesterday, the uh, mayor of the city of New Orleans, LaTaxa Cantrell, announced that the curfew is over. Uh, there had been a curfew, it's right after Hurricane Ida. You had to be off the streets in between 8 p.m. and 6 a.m. And and Coleman and I were 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 breaking that curfew because we, we, we had to come to work.
3: I had no idea.
2: Yeah. The, the, you know, no no one was allowed to be on the streets outside in, in New Orleans in between eight eight PM and six AM until yesterday when when she made the announcement saying uh as of as of today, the the curfew is over. So but when when I'm coming into the radio station, if 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 a cop saw me, I, I would have just said, Look, I, I I've got a I'm going to work. My my, my job is over here. I, I I don't know if I would have gotten in trouble for, I, for breaking
3: the curfew. I guess I just lucked up because I was by some friend's house in Algiers even before we got back to work, and I was leaving out eight. You know, clearly past eight o'clock at night.
2: Well, you Coleman, you live on the West Bank.
3: Yeah, but I was still in. I was coming out of Algiers, which is Orleans Parish. I, I, into, I, right.
2: I, I know it is, but where you live right now, mm-hmm. there's still a curfew until tomorrow.
3: <laughs> okay. So you you
2: still have you still have uh, two more days of a curfew. The the curfew in Jefferson Parish ends
3: tomorrow. Didn't know. Didn't know they had a curfew. Didn't care. I was just living life like normal. I guess I just lucked up. Well, so much was
2: closed and shut down right after Hurricane Ida. Why why would there be people out on the streets if 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 everything was closed?
3: Well, that, said, that's why going, that's
2: why they implemented yeah, a curfew.
3: I just say we, we you and I we we go to work at weird times and I was leaving friends houses at weird times, yeah. So um
2: so yeah, here in New Orleans, curfew is over. And and even though uh over around 90% of the city of New Orleans has its power back, there's still a bunch of places that have not reopened. There are still places that are boarded up and I'm talking about stores and stores that sell food some restaurants I know yesterday on St. Charles Avenue right near Lee Circle that Popeye's chicken was closed the raisin canes across the street from that closed Your,
3: your new favorite spot
2: I, I I love Popeye's and I love Raisin Cane's. They were both closed. Burger King, like a block away from that, was closed. Not, not even the drive-thru of Raisin Cane's or Burger King was open. And this was yesterday here in New Orleans where we've had our power back uh, for a little bit of time now, yet those places, and, and there are there are lots of other places around the city that are, that have yet to open up, and look, I know there are there are still a lot of people not far from New Orleans in Metairie and Kenner who, as of yesterday and last night, didn't have their power back. I know some people in in those areas who just got their power back uh, yesterday.
3: Yeah, you also have to consider there are those who either don't have power that might work for these uh, restaurants like Burger King and Raisin Cane's that are still out of town and evacuating because they have nothing to come back to so there's a possibility that these restaurants could be short staffed i know uh yesterday i went to uh, one of my bars were just open but the owner of the bar actually had to come bartending because some of her bartenders were still out of town they haven't come back yet even though and some of them still like even the bar owner still doesn't have power at her house even though she has power at the bar that she works so it's, it's a lot of stuff like that going on. And you did your day drinking with Coleman video yesterday because yes, I did.
2: Twice a week, Coleman <laughs> does his day drinking with Coleman videos. He makes a video of him getting drunk and uh, talking about stuff, and, and he and he puts it on the the Bayou Facebook mm-hmm. page.
3: Yeah. So the bar that I did it uh, was open, and the bartender who actually owns the bar this time was there, and she was explaining to me how she still doesn't have power. Some of her bartenders are still out of town. So when you, when it goes to other restaurants like McDonald's and Popeye's and Raisin Cane's and Burger King, they might not be prepared to open yet because they're still either understaffed or maybe the uh, the managers still haven't come back to town yet. There's, there's a lot of – it's still kind of – we're still in a recovery mode. So, Yeah, and by the
2: way, uh, Coleman makes those day drinking with Coleman videos on Wednesdays and on Saturdays, and he, and he usually does it around noontime, maybe 1 o'clock in the mm-hmm. afternoon. Uh, check him out when you when you get a chance when you're when you're online. That's when he makes his day drinking with Coleman videos. And look, I, I know that there's still a bunch of people who don't have power. And according to Entergy, in the city of New Orleans, ninety percent of the people have their power back. As a matter of fact, when it comes to total numbers with Entergy. I think they said just under a million people of their customers lost their power and they've gotten a large number of those people reconnected, yet they're still around 230 to 250,000 people that haven't gotten their power back yet. And there are some places that got hit really hard by Hurricane Ida, and uh energy is saying that they will hopefully have their power back by the end of the month. That is extremely rough as we sit here today on September ninth the end of the end of September. you talk about a nightmare so we we are we are still. Recovering. That that's what that's what that's what we do here.
3: Yeah, this text says, please don't forget about Lafouche and Terrabone Parishes. Uh we've lost everything.
2: Oh, it's it's brutal. Down in Homa. I have friends in in, in Homa that it's uh it's rough. And and no, we haven't forgotten about Lafouche Parish. About uh Terra Terrabone Parish. We, we we haven't forgotten. About some of the parishes that got hit really, really hard, and and it's going to be a while uh, before they're b- before they're restored when it comes to electricity, power. But know that they are trying and know that they are working because I I, I see around the city of New Orleans where a lot of the extra over twenty thousand work crews from uh, around the country have come here to New Orleans to help get us restored when it comes to electricity the, their trucks are everywhere and you, you you see them and, and and they are they are doing the best that they can to uh to get people restored i know well that's that's what we're doing we're we're we're, we're rocking and we're recovering and, and and it's like we're we're walking and chewing gum at the same time, but that's what we're doing here. And even though here in the city of New Orleans, we we most of us do have our power back, there's still many many places that need to need to reopen. Um, hang with us here on Bayou ninety five point seven, New Orleans only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7 New Orleans only classic rock station. I was just reading through uh, a National Enquirer and, and I know those used to be looked at as pure yellow journalism. Just pure fiction. But over the years the National Enquirer has gotten some big stories right. And they were the first ones to get them right. And look, the National Enquirer, they're they're a business. They they have to make money. I mean, if, if everything that they wrote or many of the things that they wrote were fiction, lies, they would be paying out lawsuits every other day. So, that you know, there is some stuff and you could look it up that the National Enquirer was there in the beginning to, to, to break some pretty big stories. I was just reading there where China is waging a secret war on the United States, according to the National Enquirer. They say China is infiltrating our institutions, stealing our intellectual property, and loading our food with MSG. I love Chinese food. I <laughs> I, I, I think it's the MSG that makes it. It might be the S or the G that makes it. Well, it stands for so good.
3: But is it really I mean, a secret if it's in the news? If I mean, if the National Enquirer said that we had a secret war with China... That kind of, like, spoils the secret, right? Well, well the,
2: se- the secret, the cat's out of the bag. Uh, here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning, John Osterland, here with you. Very excited for football season to start as uh, tonight the NFL kicks off the 2021 season and and they 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 do it the same way every year now they have whoever won the super bowl the defending champion they open the season in their home stadium on Thursday night and and so Tampa Bay opens tonight hosting the Dallas Cowboys the Saints open up on Sunday it was supposed to be the home opener here in the Superdome but it's going to be in Jacksonville because of Hurricane Ida. And yesterday, the mayor said that she hopes the Saints' fourth game of the season will be the first home game. All in the wake of Hurricane Ida. So, um, and, and it was, it was so cool that college football really got going last weekend. And, and uh, the LSU game stunk. They played uh, UCLA at UCLA's home stadium, which is the Rose Bowl, out there in Southern California, Pasadena, right outside of Los Angeles. And uh, LSU did not look good. Their, their offense looked awful. And there's already people calling for head coach Ed Orgeron's head. You know, the only time... Coach Ogeron has ever been above 500. That's winning more games than losing is when he had Joe Burrow hmm. as quarterback. Uh they they were pretty much unbeatable with Joe Burrow, but without Joe Burrow, Ed Ogeron has lost more games as the LSU head coach than he's won. That's an issue. That is a uh that is a major problem for Coach O. Uh but but I I absolutely love football and, and I'm excited to watch it and we're going to do our uh, our, our, our King of the Bayou again this year, but it's going to start a little bit late because of Hurricane Ida. Um. So you go go to our website and you pick the games and 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 have fun. We'll talk more about that next week. That that is that that is going to happen, but it's a, a little bit late this year because of everything that's happened with hurricane ida something else pretty cool is is happening in the world of sports right now they're playing one of the four tennis major tournaments the united states open up in new york city right now and one of the one of the men's players Who's in the semifinals? If he wins, he is going to win the calendar Grand Slam. Meaning if he wins the US Open this weekend, Coleman, he will win all of the four tennis major tournaments in the same in, in the same year. It's Novik Djokovic. The Joker? The Joker and um he he won last night in the quarterfinals to make it to the semifinals so there's only there's only there's four guys left and if he wins his semifinal match and then and i think that's tomorrow and then he went, wins the finals on sunday he'll be the first one I, in in an extremely long time to to win all four tennis major tournaments in in the same calendar year. That's that's incredible.
3: Yeah, you don't want to be that guy's opponent. The opponent has to play hard as hell because if that does happen, the opponent would just be a trivia question. Like who did the Joker beat to win his uh calendar grand slam? <laughs> you know, but you...
2: but that's better than being being nothing else because I, I'll be honest with you, I'm I'm a big sports fan, but I could only name a, a few top tennis players. I, I don't I don't know who most of these tennis players are, so I'm, I'm not going to unless he plays, uh, you know, Roger Federer or Rafael Nadal, which he won't because they were not in this uh, United States Open this year. I think they had injuries or something. There's only a there's only a few top ranked tennis players that I that I can name. I don't know who anybody else is, and, and uh, so at least that person. I mean, that person will make a huge name for themselves
3: if they beat the Joker. Yeah, if they beat him. But if they don't beat him, there'll be a footnote. There'll be a Anna's, footnote. But, but at Anna's least there'll still be
2: something. A footnote is still better than nothing. Nada, isn't it? So that's happening right now uh, up in New York City. A, a few of the big tennis names did not play in this year's United States Open because of injuries, including Serena Williams uh, on, the, on the women's side. But... Um, this would be the first time if if Novak Djokovic, the Joker, can do this this weekend. This will be the first time that a, a, a tennis player won the calendar, at least a male tennis player, won the calendar year Grand Slam since 1969. Wow. And it would be his 21st, major overall he's tied right now with roger federer they each have 20 and and the fact that these two guys are playing right now at the same time i mean they're getting older but that we're seeing these guys who have won the most major tournaments in the history of professional tennis it's 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 pretty cool
3: i'm guessing federer doesn't want his uh his streak broken or, or beaten so i'm quite sure he's going against the joker coming up well, you'd have to ask him
2: that. You're, you're probably right, although he'd be playing in this U.S. Open as well if if uh, if there wasn't something wrong with him. But there's something wrong with him. But so he's going for this guy is going for major tennis history. Again, I think his semifinal match is tomorrow night. If he wins that, the final match is on is on Sunday. And boy, he would uh, the the most majors ever plus the first time to win. The uh, calendar year Grand Slam since 1969. Pretty wild stuff. Hey, we're we're rocking and we're recovering here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock
1: station. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?